Pickaxe. Welcome to a brand new VGMP, which isn't a brand new VGMP, allow me to explain. Unfortunately, myself and Jamie are off recovering on some tropical beach somewhere, at least that's the photo we have on our bedroom walls while we encrust a death towel. One each, different rooms, we're not sharing. So to ensure that there is no major break in service, I have compiled these four shorts together into one episode. Very similar to the 50th anniversary special last week, these were recorded over a year ago during season two as additional Patreon content. However, as we had literally zero Patreon subscribers, I can only assume nobody has ever heard these before. There are four shorts on display here, starting with Sonic Mania Adventures from 2018, a web series created by Tyson Hess to publicize the then upcoming Sonic Mania title. We then go on to Halo Landfall from 2007, a short film created by Neil Blomkamp of District 9 and Elysium fame. We'll then careen headfirst into the 35-minute miniseries of Wonder Momo, based on an 80s arcade title but released in 2014. This appears to have been an official pitch for a revival of that brand. And lastly, Soup! Super Mario Mamotaro, woohoo! From 1989, one of the anime short films created by Nintendo and based on a Japanese fairy tale. If you've ever seen a grainy anime Mario holding a machine gun, this is where that image is from. It is legit, it is official, and it was signed off by Nintendo themselves. Mario officially wields a machine gun. But that's enough of this intro, I will check in now and again to introduce each short and then I'll do a roundup at the end of the episode's findings. Now tally ho, onto Sonic Mania Adventures! Guess what Rory? What? More Sonic content. We, we're big fans of Sonic content. We like Sonic content. Uh, so you told me we were going to cover more Sonic content. I thought, great. More cat girls breastfeeding baby Eggmans. Yes, that doesn't happen in all Sonic content. I feel like we misled our audience by starting with the Sonic OVA then. <laughs> well, to be f- yeah. No, you're just lucky they didn't do it in Sonic 06. It was bad enough that you kissed a girl. God, I know. I kissed a girl just to try it. <laughs> oh, don't make Taste that official of her Sonic. cherry chapstick. No. Um, so this was a teeny tiny little miniseries that I didn't actually know existed. Uh, we're covering Sonic Mania Adventures on our first inaugural... Are you surprised I know the word inaugural at this time of night when I'm this tired <laughs> and this deprived of pepsin in my bloodstream? This is our inaugural mini-sode. Yes, so this is exclusively for you guys, our Patreon supporters, who have been kind enough to back us and obviously like the content that we provide. This is a little something extra just for you. You're not allowed to call them mini-sodes anymore. They're little people-sodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Snow White and the mini-sodes is still... Big on the on the fence of being made. <laughs> That's an interest. Obviously, we're not going to get into this. No, now. let's not get. But into that, that was a bit interesting. That argument that started, wasn't it? With yeah, Peter Dinklage saying it was offensive. It's but offensive then, to have dwarves, but then, but then other, other li- actors, not yeah, little, uh, little people, little actors. people actors have come out and said, "Hey, fuck you, we want jobs. Yeah, we, we'd like to be paid, um, please, Peter Dinklage." So these, ca- so this is a series of six mini animations yep. that came out 
to promote Sonic Mania or so, in conjunction with Sonic Mania? I can't remember the exact timing. It's during the course well, of it. Then, what good are you? I don't know. But the thing is, Ray and Mite are in this, and they weren't in the initial release of Sonic Mania. I think they were always planned, but they were added as DLC. So I think these came out across the course of the game coming out because mm-hmm. they made an animation like so Tyson Hess is the artist and writer who made this series he did the intro for Sonic Mania itself and then the additional intro for Sonic Mania Plus on the back of that he got given the chance to make a mini series with Sonic Mania Adventures however for a lot of people who may not have heard of this but have seen the Sonic the Hedgehog 2019 movie the live action one that's right, Tyson Hess is your lord and saviour, basically, because when that film came out, uh, like when it was first uh, promoted, sorry, the not trailer. when it first came out, yeah, the trailer, you had the really scary horror Sonic that, that was is, in there with the human teeth. That is something we can never, ever allow to be forgotten. No. Uh, well, That, that, that was, was nightmare fuel. It was proper nightmare fuel. Well, what happened was they realised that everyone hated it, and to be fair to the people making the film, they realised they had to go back to basics, but who was the man to redesign Sonic into a much better format that kept true um, to the film and also gave him a much better look? It was Tyson Hess. I'm going to guess. Oh, okay. Tyson Hess. I was about to guess Bruce Forsyth. Nice to see you. To see you. <laughs> yes, Bruce Forsyth uh, helped from redesign beyond, Sonic from, the Hedgehog. From beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> giving him a big when did he boat. die? When did I don't die? care. Was it no? But was it after Sonic or before? Well, it was after Sonic. He's only died recently. Yeah, yeah. He, I, but I'm not sure if it was before or during or after Sonic Mania Adventure. Sonic Mania, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so Tyson Hess salvaged salvaged the 2019 movie. He made this miniseries, and he's the art director um, for certainly for the intro and outro for Sonic Mania and Sonic Mania Plus. So the guy's a legend. Now, Jamie, this series, we've spoken before when we did Sega Hard Girls. Mm. We discussed the fact that Sonic and Eggman appear in an episode. They say nothing. They've got no dialogue whatsoever, and it felt really off. Yes, Um, because Sonic talks. That's what he does. Yes. I tell you what, having Sonic not talk is... It's as big a mistake as in X-Men Origins Wolverine when they sew Deadpool's mouth shut. Sure. Well... What did you think about making all the characters mute? Because I think the main difference for me, Sega Hard Girls, you had characters that spoke, and then those two just didn't. This is better because this is it was playing, a stylistic choice. Yeah, this is this is playing up the old Looney Tunes, Disney classic style of animation, like the um, uh, you showed me on Disney Plus. The was it new Mickey Mouse? Adventures oh yeah, or Mickey something? Mouse Adventures. I think it is Mickey Mouse um, Adventures where that was a, a throwback to classic animation style. So mm. this was better because it was a, it, it felt like the early Saturday morning cartoons, like in the art style and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's got lots of physical humour and gag humour and yep. sound effect humour. <clears throat> I still do think Sonic is always better when he talks because I think it's just such a part of his character, is that personality. That's what separated him from Mario, you know? Mario just mm. says, It's a me, Mario! And, <laughs> oh... And stuff like that. Whereas... <laughs> well done. Whereas, it's me, Mario. Whereas Sonic was always like, yeah, happening. This is radical, man. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Sidebar, video Gotta game... Gotta juice it loose. Video game character that just popped into my head, like a an iconic, air quote, video game character that no one ever talks about. Like, we all remember Sonic. We all remember Zelda. Don't say Bobsy the Bobcat. 
No, no. Oh, so, but I have got Bubsy 3D, and is uh, that not a fucking awful game? You know, people even remember Rayman. You know who everyone seems to have forgotten? Croc. Yeah, because he was a load of Croc. Legend of the Gobbo. They also forget Gex. Yeah, Gex does not deserve to be forgotten, you motherfuckers. Gex is cool as shit. <laughs> anyway. I love, like, you know, like my favourite moment in a Gex game is when you get the um, you get the fire shield. Yeah. And he just goes, can, can you smell something burning? Oh, that might be because I'm on fire! <laughs> <laughs> um, so with Sonic Mania Adventures, you've got five main episodes, and then there's a sixth one, which is a special. A holiday special. A holiday special for Christmas. Fa la 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 Yeah, so the first episode introduces Sonic and Robotnik, slash Eggman. Mm-hmm. Um, in their classic Sonic 1 style animation. That's right, and uh, that's it. Flicky's in there as well, actually, to be fair, but generally the main actual characters Lots are Lots of classic two. sound effects from the game. That's right. Um, episode 2 then introduces Tails into the mix episode 3 introduces Knuckles and Ray as well as uh, a short glimpse of Mighty number 4 introduces Mighty properly and there, and also oh, Metal, Metal Sonic. Sonic and then number 5 is uh, basically fin- a finale to that storyline where Robotnik has captured the Master Emerald and all the Chaos Emeralds and all of these characters are rushing to Eggman's base to defeat Metal, to Sonic. Defeat Metal Sonic and that's the main story and then the sixth one it's connected but only tangentially an yeah essentially at the end of the fifth episode Metal Sonic gets blown out of Eggman's base from miles away Amy finds him months later in the snow and drags him to back to Edman's um, base and gifts him back, puts a bow on his head, gives him a flower and makes him wait for a bonnet. And then just picks him up like a rugby ball and carries him away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it had a certain pacing to it. Obviously, it was only planned to have a certain number of episodes and that's what they did. Each episode is only about two to three minutes long. Oh, yeah. These are... you can They are short through. shorts. You blast through these in 20 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, overall, what, what was your f- feeling on... The series, the story. I mean, they're fine. Mm. Like, this isn't something that you want to overly analyse. It's not something you'd probably ever watch multiple times. It's more a little curiosity thing. Yeah. Where you're kind of like, for for us old fucks who have memories of classic 2D animation, Mm. kids stay look at this shit and be like, I don't understand, why is it all flat? Um, (laughs) But us people who appreciate... Those old Warner Brothers style cartoons where a story is told purely through animation and music cues. Yeah. It's an interesting little curiosity for us. It's a nice harken back, isn't it? Especially if you're a Sonic fan. Uh, Other (laughs) than that, though, like, uh, this isn't something you'd go up to, uh, you know, Billy D. Big Bob on the street and be like, yo, Billy the Big Bob, uh, you should check out Sonic. I could, I'm too tired <laughs> I mean, you could have a picked name. a real name. I'm yeah. too tired to think of a name. I didn't want to go with John Smith like everyone does. <laughs> Mr. Um, Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to recommend a Sonic film to someone mainstream, it's, probably not it's the, the 2019 one. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, you know. But someone who's like a hardcore fan, oh, you've seen these little cartoons? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's fine. They're fine. They're fairly funny mm. in places. The, the, the funniest joke in the entire series is that episode 3 is called episode 3 and Knuckles yeah I like that as in Sonic 3 and Knuckles well they've all kind of got I think most of the titles have little harkens back I know the second episode is Sonic and Tails mm. which is technically the name of Sonic Chaos in Japan okay so there's it's kind of a harken back I know it also introduces Tails and Sonic well, and well, 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 well it isn't Sonic it's Sonic 
Uh, <laughs> you're the, quoting Sonic Adventure, which is yeah. not. Yeah. I love the way he goes, Sonic and Tails. Yeah. So that's because um, Sonic Adventure is arguably one of the best Sonic games there is. It's definitely. Which version? Oh, fuck you. The Dreamcast version. There is no fucking difference. Yes, there is. Yeah, we're not getting into this. It's a mini soul drawing. Yeah, all right. Um, so what I've I w- seen your website. Point is, point is, I've played both. I will happily play either version. Sure. I doth not care. Fair enough. The story's the same in both versions. Yes, that's it what is. Matters to yes, me. it is. Um, what I will say about this is uh, there are a lot of references to classic parts of Sonic history, mm. uh, not just the art style itself, although that is a, a big part of it. Episode one opens with Sonic opening up a um, saving flickies from inside a metal container, like in the original oh, games, and actually the design of the container, I believe, is the Master System version of the mm. container though it could also be that I, I can't remember if Sonic 1's look exactly the same did you like the um, little musical fake out there yes boing and that's Sonic 3 obviously but the what I liked is so you know the trap that Sonic got caught in and then Eggman mm. eventually um, and they're hanging from the top and it's it's like this purpley reddish base mm. that says egg on it in this stylized text and they're being hung from like a, a, a T-shape that's actually from another piece of Sonic Media, which most Sonic fans will know because of the Saturn game Sonic Jam. Sonic uh, Jam. So Sonic Jam is a Sonic Mega Drive game compilation pump on the Sega the Saturn. Jam. Pump up the jam. Absolutely. But Sonic Jam is also, it's not just uh, an emulator. In fact, it's not even an emulator. The Sonic 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles, mm. they're rebuilt for the Saturn. So they're, they're genuine ports. Not It's the only time they've ever actually ported them outside of then the, the, the much more recent releases on mobile. With Sonic Jam, there was a 3D world, which was like a beta, proto-beta for uh, Sonic Adventures 3D worlds. And in that, there was a cinema which you could go in and you could there were several videos to watch mm. which are if you're a big Sonic fan certainly certainly of the era they're amazing and they're classic and a lot of it was deleted stuff or stuff you'd never find anywhere else so uh, there's a selection of Sonic Japanese adverts that you can choose to watch which are mostly funny uh, including a terribly animated claymation Sonic for Sonic the Hedgehog 1 a Japanese voice going Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> which just makes you wet yourself it's not a Japanese accent it's a weird voice Man, it's it, it's That's a Japanese Kermit. It's a Japanese oh, advert. So oh, it's Japanese Kermit is Sonic advertising. The oh. Sonic the Hedgehog. Hmm, I'm a frog. Mega Drive one of the videos in there is um, it was essentially meant to be a theme park ride like mm. where you sit into one of those things it's like a VR world mm. that takes you through Sonic's universe in first person and one of the elements of that was Eggman was trying to capture Sonic in one of those egg grabbers mm. that he uses in that episode there's a lot of other references as well Ray and Mighty by the way I'll, I'll make this the last reference Ray and Mighty and the reason that Mighty isn't seen with Chaotix very much actually came before Tails in the series on a uh, Sega Sonic arcade machine mm. uh, in I believe late 91 or early 92 and essentially it was a, a three player arcade machine where you played with rollerball like trackballs so it's a big like, se- a, like mice used to have yeah so it's like a mouse in reverse and you had to roll the sphere with your hand to make them move okay. it was an isometric adventure game where you had to get away from dangers and the faster you and the idea was to spin as fast as possible to get away and then there was a button for jumping and in that game you had Sonic obviously you had Eggman as the villain and you had Ray the Squirrel who was a t- what kind of a Tails looking 
motherfucker. It feels like a Tails precursor. Yeah, and it, it's essentially what he was. He's quite badly designed. Yeah, well, he, he was... He looks quite bland and boring, doesn't he, compared he, to He's Tails. not very imaginative, no. Uh, but that character was used in the Fleetway comics in the UK. Mm. Um, they turned him into a robot, but he became... I can't remember the squirrel's name, but he became like this med- big metal squirrel that helped fight Robotnik. Essentially, that character had some legacy in the UK comics, and then Mighty himself was the other character who... If you can, he's an uh, armadillo. Yeah, but if you look at the coloration and the style of him, it, because he's got power as well, he's very much again a proto Knuckles. Mm. And then they brought in Knuckles, and then they put them both together in Knuckles Chaotix. Yeah. Now here's the irony uh, in Knuckles Chaotix. The reason that Knuckles, uh, that Mighty appears is because they decided to not use Sonic, so they edited the Sonic sprite into becoming Mighty. Right. But actually, the character who Mighty is in Sonic in, in Knuckles Chaotix on the 32x is just Sonic. I've never played Knuckles Chaotix. Ah, okay. I've uh, got it, I've just never played it. You can also select Tails, because he was initially playable in an early beta build called Sonic Stadium, but what happened was they deleted that character, so if you select him, it's a garbage character okay. that can glitch the game and cause problems. Uh, so essentially, Sonic and Tails were initially in that title and were removed. So that Who was, was your favourite Team Chaotix member? I liked... Espio. Mine was always Espio. Espio's cool, but I do like... He's I, a chameleon. I, yeah, I liked Vector until they gave him a voice. Yeah, man! Make way for the chaotic sign. Yeah, and he's like, Hey, guys! Hey! <laughs> so, Charmy! Charmy! Char- we can all agree Charmy's always been the worst. Charmy one, right? was the one that no one ever wanted to play as. Yeah, yeah man, you better make way for us! Are you B, seriously? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the chaotic... <laughs> Look at how small you are! And if you ever get a chance to see, um, there's a guy, Aaron Hansen, who's called Ego Raptor at the time he did animations. I know he still does some, but he did an animation on Knuckles Chaotix, and it's like, why am I always connected to the bee? Jesus! <laughs> no one ever wanted to be connected to Charmy because he was fucking useless. Why the fuck am I connected to the bee? Jesus! So, Charmiest thing is dishing out first thing. There you go. So the Some final forty for you there. Yeah, from the thing. Theme tune. That's their theme in uh, Sonic Heroes. Detectives. You want on your side. Like honestly, so the best thing about some of the later Sonic games, which let's be honest, were not good, mm. is the Crush Forty music. Crush Forty <laughs> crushed it. <laughs> and that was about it. Seriously, I literally have like half the soundtrack to Sonic Adventure 1, 2 and Sonic Heroes on yeah, yeah. my phone yeah because uh, I mean that's Jun Sonoi he knows what mm. the fuck he's doing it doesn't matter what happens I will never give up the fight okay. I believe that was Tom Poley I think we've pissed off my neighbours <laughs> oh really <laughs> no I'm kidding I'm oh, okay. doing, I was doing it for the gram oh for the gram uh, so f- before we uh, you know, there are two sorry sidebar 20 minutes is fine for a minute. So oh, yeah. there are two versions of it. Doesn't matter though, isn't they? The version of Sonic Adventure Sonic 2 and is less it. rocky than the version in Sonic Adventure 1. They've got it? very different style styling. I think because I think the first one was Tom Poley and then they changed the vocalist. I the, don't know. The second one's cleaner vocals, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a little bit more melodic. Yeah. I, yeah. I prefer the first one. I, I prefer the one in Sonic Adventure myself. But they're both good. For no, some reason, Knuckles had like a weird rap song, didn't he? So, yeah. No, this is Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I love T- that. Tails is I'm like Sonic, that. I don't chuckle. Yeah. I'd rather flex my muscles. Yeah. I'm hard as nails. It ain't hard to tell. Fuck I knock yeah. him down with a saw little frail. I don't know the song. T- uh, Tails <laughs> is, was good as well. I wanna fly. 
Yeah, um, the, Biggs the Cat was like a weird reggae one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy Rose's was We that could technically really... sing, if we learnt the lyrics, you and I could be Big the Cat, because it's Big the Cat and Froggy singing, isn't it, technically? Which one of us is Froggy? You've got green hair. I'll, and I can do Kermit's voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've got green hair. Froggy. Froggy. But yeah, so... Oh no, Froggy. <laughs> Would Gammas you... was the shit one, because it's just like... Yeah, it was... Well, it was... Like it was techno it, music. Yeah, so a lot of people like Gamma's one because it's sort of chill-out techno, but I know that's very much not your bag, so yeah. you're, you would never... I tell, you, I, tell you, I tell you a theme they did that I do love. I love Eggman's theme in Sonic Adventure 2. I am the, the Eggman. Eggman. <laughs> that is such a good track. God, we're fucking nerds. We are indeed. So God, I hope someone fucking assassinates us. We're so fucking awful. Well, I hope we don't die. We've got things to do, my friend. What existence is this? We're sat here at fucking 11 o'clock at night talking about Sonic cartoons. Hey. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself right it's now. It's a manic adventure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, would you recommend this series? Only Doom. hardcore Sonic fans. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Not because it's bad, it's not bad, it's good. I think it's but, very um, good, but I don't think anyone yeah. who's not a, already a Sonic fan would get much out of it. Yeah. Um, but it is fantastic, and I do, is it even, if, even if you're not a big Sonic fan, do absolutely give your like most heartfelt love to Tyson Hess. Yeah. The man has so earned does, his paychecks yeah. a million times over and is salvaged it, is so Is it available much. on YouTube, do you know? Yes, it, it is, yes. something that would be available on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I, I had to get it from YouTube because there's no actual sort of disc release or anything I of can it. imagine yeah. so there you go people it's free to check out yeah look it up online you'll find it just search Sonic Mania Adventures it'll come up yeah yeah yeah, yeah it'll come up there's, as again there's six parts so they're normally labelled you won't have a problem finding them Well, that was certainly fun, wasn't it, kids? You're listening to Sonic Mania Adventures, listening to Tyson Hess, and you're talking about all the jibber jabbers. Uh, so, as you heard from that, it was a uh, half-recommend from Jamie, hardcore Sonic fans only. I also agreed with him on that episode, but in retrospect, sod it, I give it a full recommend. I am correcting the past, ladies and gentlemen, because that is something I can do now, because I have the power of editing on my side. Uh, the next episode you're going to be listening to is Halo Landfall from 2007. Halo is back, ladies and gentlemen, with a brand new attack. So let's see how that goes. We're doing Halo Landfall, which is a very short seven minute in total. Uh, it was actually a series of uh, Halo, obviously related shorts that showcased a uh, like a battlefield where you follow uh, a group of ODSTs trying to secure a landing zone for Master Chief. We never get to the point of Master Chief appearing at the end, unfortunately, but they there's a lot in there which um really gives a little bit of life and heft to the halo franchise in terms of uh cinematic visuals as you'll have noticed while you listen to this there is a new episode of st uh, standard vgmp uh which is for a, a game called video game 
What was it? Earth Force. Oh, yes, video game Earth Force. We we led up to this saying that it's a Halo film or, 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 or insinuating, not actually saying outright that it's a Halo film. And it's not. It kind of it includes a character called Master Chief and his wife, but it's not actually a Halo film at all. It's obviously taken a few cues visually from it, but in a very negative way. Um so that that's this we've just recorded that episode on the same day we record this so it's a nice comparison point for us because they were filmed at a roughly the same time in fact Landfall was filmed a year earlier than the controller the other thing i want to mention is that that is because it is um April Fool's Day. Our April Fool's Day is our main VGMP episode. This plus is genuine. You can look up Halo Landfall. It's actually on Bungie's official YouTube channel. So you can. We're not making this one up. Yeah. This one is legit. Uh, so, Jamie, uh, what do you remember of Halo Landfall? It's basically. I would. It looks like a well-produced, yep, decent budgeted fan film. Right. In the sense that there is, and there doesn't have to be, because this is obviously all promotion for Halo 3. Sure. There's no actual story. No. There's no actual characters, really. We don't know anyone's name. We don't feel for any of them. It's an action sequence. (laughs) As a taster of what a a Halo action sequence can look like, it's done well. Um, It was better than anything we watched in the animated Halo show. Oh um, mate, it was it was yeah. I'll give you that, and it wasn't yeah. just because it's live action. It, it was also practical effects, which was good. Uh, yep. The the brutes they're called the enemies. Yes, uh, they were men in suits. They yeah, weren't, or at gorilla. least they looked they looked like men in gorilla. They kind of looked like men in gorilla suits. Either that, or they were very well camouflaged CGI. Yeah. There was what they did whenever the brutes were on screen. Generally, they had um, quite a bit of wobbly cam, yeah. which if they were CGI would have covered up the fact that they were CGI. But I'll be honest, they did. look like i think maybe they used a half and half certain yeah. scenes they probably use cgi and in other scenes they used men in suits probably um, um but yeah it's it's nothing to write home about because it's not a film in and of itself sure but as a snippet of what a halo action sequence could potentially look like it looked pretty good you could tell it had a low budget because like the location was Basically, it looked like a, a military training field. Yeah, some blocks of concrete in the middle of dust. That yeah. was basically it. Um, and you didn't see past the walls, so you didn't see no. like any sort of... But I, I think the idea is it's meant to be like destroyed buildings and stuff like that, but yeah. you, didn't, you never saw any actual buildings. It's, it's interesting with, the, obviously, the Halo TV series that's coming out mm. very shortly. It's inter- it'll be interesting to see because uh, that's got a higher budget than this. And mm. it'll be interesting to see if they manage to keep this kind of... This type of action, I think, is the way they should go. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see whether they do or not. Yeah. I mean, in the new Halo series, it's already been revealed that there is a Chevrolet truck uh, that was in the background of one of the scenes, and people have modded the Warthog in some of the Halo games to become the Chevy truck. <laughs> Because people were like, why is there this 2020s truck in this super futuristic sci-fi shooter? Um, so they've just modded warthogs into them, which I think is... That's something that I always find cool in the fan base, when they find something nitpicky, but they do something creative with it. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I want I want to kill people in my Chevy truck in Halo. <laughs> I, I don't know if they ever did it, but I know there was talk of when the um, when they revealed Mr. X in the Resident Evil 2 remake, and he's mm. got the fedora hat. I know there was talk of doing a mod where all enemies would have hats. 
<laughs> That'll be amazing. There are loads. Of, there are loads of really cool mods for the two Resident Evil two and three remakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's one that turns all the liquors into xenomorphs from Alien. Oh, that's amazing. Idea. They are well difficult. Oh, um, <laughs> I played one. Uh, there's one in Resident Evil 3's remake that turns all the zombies into velociraptors, uh, a la Dino Crisis. Uh, <laughs> there is one that turns Nemesis into Ultron from Age of Ultron. All right. Um, but then there's more comedic ones, like I'm sure we've all seen the one that turns Mr. X into Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. And whenever he comes in the room, it starts playing the Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> theme. Uh, I did a mod that turns him into Wesker. Okay. Uh, or a Boros Wesker from the end of five. Yeah. And every time he comes in the room, it starts playing Winds of Madness, which is the bo- the boss fight music. Yeah. When you fight Wesker, that's it's a cracking song. It's a great song that yeah. is. And um, it, that was quite good. He snuck up on me one time because I play with my headphones on, right. as in as in I listen to something because I know those games back to front. Sure. So I play them listening to podcasts and things, so I can't hear what's going on. <laughs> so I couldn't hear that the music had kicked in and Wesker <laughs> snuck up on me. Um, and I just remember turning around at one point and he was right there and I was like, oh God. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is mods can be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, and what I will say is this reminded me of another short that we haven't covered yet because it will be in a future VGMP Plus um, called Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Alpha, which is based on Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Uh, no. I know. Surprised me. I uh, it was from Kirby. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got shades of Kirby. No, this. <laughs> Can you imagine if they did a Ghost Recon Kirby crossover? That would be weird. Um, but anyway, in, in Ghost Recon was produced by um, Rid- Ridley Scott. Okay. So, And it's similar to this in that it's almost all practical effects, bar um, one element, which is definitely CGI, but it's actually quite well done for its era. It, can't, it was made near enough the same sort of time, maybe a little bit later. And... Yeah, it's a similar premise. You see a group of soldiers uh, go in and they have to do a firefight, basically, with with enemies. It's a really cool idea for a short. I don't know how you'd expand either of these out into a full narrative. Halo's probably a bit easier, simply because Halo has a narrative to start with. Um, but I'm just, I just find it very interesting that this has happened several times, uh, but always with things that have never ended up being, making it to a feature film standard, you know, because there is no Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon film and there is no mm-hmm. Halo movie. There is the Halo TV series coming out, but that's, that might be crap. <laughs> we don't know. Um, that's I, what happened to Power Rangers, isn't it? They did a short film that, as I understand it, was very well received. Well, it's because it's, it's it, they- you, uh, to be honest, that short, I watched that short, it would not have made a good movie. Oh no, I haven't seen the film, it the would, short, to it, be fair. Yeah, it made the a film good, was garbage. Right, so basically the, the short they did would not have, A, Saban never would have gone for it because it was incredibly mature. Right. Um, there was a lot of swearing, a lot of blood, uh, suggestions of sex and things like that. So it was a very... And to be fair, you know in the full length version that came out, right. the Red Ranger jerks off a bull. Yeah. And it jizzes. <laughs> right. That's okay. No, I didn't know that. That's that's fascinating. Mm. Uh no, I'm, I'm in this one, basically all the Power Rangers apart from the Pink Ranger die over the course of it. Wow. So um and there's some great fight sequences like the Black Ranger is literally fighting for his life, uh using his helmet to batter put, like some of the uh aggressive putty people in the head. Um but he eventually gets killed and they all get killed in sequence, uh including I think uh 
Skull uh, gets killed in it as well. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's it. No, I think Skull is the villain. Okay. Uh, Bulk, either Bulk and Skull or just Skull. And basically it ends up being that he's kidnapped the Pink Ranger because that's the one he really likes um, for one reason or another. But essentially the, the Pink Ranger in that is played by the woman who... Um, What's her name? Very famous actress. I can't believe I've forgotten it because I'm an absolute tool. She played... She was in Battlestar Galactica as... Katie Sackhoff. That's it. Katie Sackhoff. Um, she's the Pink Ranger in it. Okay. Uh, and it's got quite a few celebrities in there, but it is very much a, a gritty, super violent yeah um power rangers and that's why saban never would have actually gone for it in that yeah. guys and yeah, actually this, I, I don't know i don't know what what you would have done to expand that into a full no. movie and still kept it have you ever seen the there's a really funny power rangers sketch i think it was done by college humor right where zordon it's where he's a site he's, he's first turning them into power rangers mm. and there's a black kid and he goes you will be the black ranger <laughs> then there's another kid and he's like you're the blue ranger then there's a another black kid and he goes um you will be the other black ranger <laughs> <laughs> and then this uh the yellow ranger is a chinese girl's like what am wait are you being racist what am i gonna be the yellow ranger <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's because the original white morphin power rangers yeah, literally yeah. did that and they end up walking out on him he, and he keeps he's denying he's like i'm not racist i'm not racist and they're like whatever we're leaving as they're leaving he calls back one of the black kids i can't remember his name like daryl something goes yeah. daryl don't steal anything i'm watching you oh no no <laughs> the the film we should watch the film sometime if you haven't seen it the oh, new yeah. one i want to watch the old one as well with it the new one has good bits uh mm. brian cranston is all on right and he's brilliant because he's brian fucking cranston, brian cranston. um I watch, I, you know what i've been watching um babylon 5 right he only fucking appears in an episode right i was like oh it's brian cranston yeah Hooray. um <laughs> it's the mistake they made was the entire film is an origin story yeah meaning that they don't actually become the power rangers until like the last 20 minutes of the film Ooh. and you're like why have you left it that long admittedly the moment that they get the zords is fucking awesome yeah because it plays the original theme and everything it's the best thing um, but there's like, no reason to change it rita's garbage goldar is garbage um right. it's all just very Oh, you've you've missed the mark on this. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, back to Halo Landfall then. Uh, essentially, it just reminded me of it because you had the short. There, there are other shorts that have done very similar things. They did also do Assassin's Creed Lineage. We will cover, um, but that isn't the same as this because obviously right. it's not uh, an army thing. It's, it's Assassin's Creed. Um, but yeah, this has happened several times. Halo Landfall is probably one of the biggest versions of it, though, and. I thought it was well enough done. Uh, again, as Jamie says, there's not really much story to discuss. There's not really much events to discuss. You know, they go... But what they did do... I can't tell how much is CGI and how much is really built. Obviously, there's some few elements where... I think they actually filmed in a factory, mm. but some of the stuff in the factory, like multiple helmets and stuff like that, were probably CGI replicas of uh, of an original. Yeah, I suspected with the, the scene where you see the hundreds of helmets, I thought maybe some copy-pasting had been done. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, it, I mean, it was well done, to be fair, but I'm, I'm pretty certain they didn't manufacture that many helmets. No. 
the other thing is, obviously, you've got the drop ship. That was obviously CGI, but it was really well done. Um, it probably helps that the whole thing looked gritty, so they just yeah. sort of it had that downgraded look anyway for well, the most part. To be honest, the thing I'd mark it down for, and this is acceptable in a short version because it's budgeted. Um, it didn't look futuristic at all. No, everything in there looked like it could have been existing today. Yeah, the only thing like it, it could basically be like a, a, a gritty new version of Planet of the Apes, yeah. and it would still work because it was only, we only saw brutes, we didn't see elites, and also the only thing in it that was really sci-fi was I think we see um, we see one of the ships from um, the Covenant mm. in the sky, but at a distance. Yeah, that's about it. Um, if you edit that scene out, then there's no reason that this would be completely futuristic at all. Yeah. The other thing I'd say is that they did build a replica of the warthog and use that in the yeah. film. Yeah. That was very well built. Um, the scene where it's dropped off looks really good as well. I imagine yeah. that is CGI. So I can't imagine they dropped that. No, um, no, it was a genuine warthog that they, they built. So it probably yeah. had suspension that could deal with the drop. Yeah, but I, I don't imagine they had the. I don't imagine they could afford the plane. Ah, uh, good in. point. Oh, well, it could have been craned. They could have just so when it lands it itself. Sounds, yeah, so the yeah, drop yeah. could have been real, but yeah. the actual plane and everything, the whole thing. Looked, oh, that bit would have been CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it but, looked good, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the, and I'll be honest that like it shows that they built a genuine warthog rather than green screen people into a CGI car because yeah. it would have looked naff if they'd done yeah, that. It done. Uh, so yeah, very well done on that. Production values very high considering the budget that they must have had. It wouldn't have been Hollywood level production budget. Uh, bear in mind that this is 2007. Seven. Yeah, so it would have been. It was on the lead up to Halo Three. Halo Three was where video games started to take over Hollywood prop, uh, budgets, like in terms of, uh, sorry, sales. So it started to challenge Hollywood at that point. They hadn't quite hit that tipping point yet. Um, and weirdly enough, even though games have taken over that, we don't get this sort of stuff anymore. It's really weird how the money has gone up for the video game companies, but the creativity has gone down. Um, interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, Jamie would... I mean, I'd, I'd ask if you think there's a worse line, but there's not really any lines. No, there's barely any dialogue in it. So we can't really go with that. Um, would you, if someone was looking for just a quick short thing to look at on YouTube, would you say this is worth a watch if they're a fan? Yeah, I mean, if you're a Halo fan, yeah, it's it's seven minutes of your life. It's a yeah. little curiosity. Um, it, yeah. It's worth seeing if you're a Halo fan, why not? Yeah, I'd recommend it if you're a Halo fan. So seven minutes of your life on YouTube, you yeah. can't really go wrong. It's on Bungie's official one. There's obviously several re-uploads as well. I just went straight to Source. Well, 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 look who's come crawling back to the Dungeon Master. I might be drunk. Listen, I've got to do this while I'm I'm hidden south. Actually, I'm drinking something called Dragon Soup. Uh, soup, S-O-O-P, because it's not soup. Uh, it's a caffeinated alcoholic beverage, and it contains caffeine, taurine, and guarana, which I thought was a country, but I think that's Shea Guarana. Uh, no, wait, that's not even a country. That's a Cuban man. I think he's Cuban. I'm going to keep digging this hole. Don't you worry. This is a very comfortable, warm, swirly hole for me. Uh, warm, swirly hole sounds terrible. 
I shouldn't drink. Don't drink, children. <laughs> I thought I should turn out as stupid as me. Anyway, that was Halo Landfall. Fantastic. Wasn't it great? Didn't we all applaud? In fact, me and Jamie both did, because even on the show, it was the only one... I mean, spoiler alert, it was the only one that we both said a yes to. Um, but I said yes to Sonic Many Adventures in retrospect, and at least Jamie did say a half yes to Sonic many adventures uh, as you just heard so we've got two recommends from me one recommend from jamie one half recommend from jamie but we don't yet have any worse lines that cannot be we cannot possibly go through this episode without any form of worse line so we're going to take a little break you're going to listen to the wonderful ditty uh, of the show for season four. Uh, and then you're going to hear a commercial. Uh, listen to the commercial. It helps them get monies. Uh, and in return, people will listen to our monies uh, commercials when they play on someone else's channel. Don't drink the dragon soup, children. Uh, it's very good. And it seems to work incredibly well at the old um, tipsy. Uh, so... <laughs> Enjoy the break, I will see you afterwards, and the next one we're going to be watching is Wonder Momo from 2014, which is a Namco Bandai production uh, based on a 1980s arcade game. So, let's go! Let's go! Oh, shoot me in the face and call me Billy. See you after the break. Hello everybody, we're here today to talk about how Rory Cock teased me with this show that doesn't have a fucking ending. Yes, it has no ending. Let me sit through five episodes and there's no ending. Oh, I'm, to be honest, I'll be honest, I'm surprised you even care. Rage, rage, well, it was my cup of tea. Knob rage, there was, yeah. There was a lot of uh, scantily clad ladies. Yes, yes there was. Uh, action. Funky action. Uh, ass shots. Ass shots, yes, but... Uh, it, it, I tell you what, it's impressive to be Barely clothed butt shots. I tell you what's impressive. Um, it's incredibly short episodes. Yes, so uh, each episode is seven... across. Yes, so, I mean, each episode is seven minutes. However, there's a minute to a minute and a half long intro for all of them. Um, and then the outro is at least two minutes. So you're looking at three to three and a half minutes of that is credits. Yeah. Which means that you only five really get... Minutes. Yeah, four or five minutes of actual episode. And there's only five episodes. Yeah. This is probably the most pointless thing we've covered on the show, though. Yes. Uh, so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's only pointless is... because it doesn't actually have an ending. Yeah, well, no, correct me if I'm wrong. So, Wonder Momo was originally a game back in the SNES days. Uh, so, it was an arcade game by Namcove in 1987. Okay. And nothing more about the that franchise until, all of a sudden, 20-odd years later. So, in 2014, they decided to make a manga comic series and this anime sequence. Yeah. Why? Uh, Why have we bothered doing any of this? So, 
essentially when Bandai bought Namco, which was actually prior to this point, I think they tried this, they decided they were going to try and do a revival of old brands. Okay. Um, that seems to be the idea anyway. Uh, it obviously didn't really go anywhere. They, and they tried to revitalize Wonder Momo as like a new girl's project. Yeah. Wonder Momo. But and yeah, it, it, I'm guessing it didn't take off or it didn't do well enough because I don't, I've not heard of a new Wonder Momo game. Um, so unless the comic was the continuation of the series, but even then, why would you do that instead of make a game? Well, I guess now we're going to have to get a copy of this manga so we can find out. Well, you can. I'm not buying any manga. I only go so far with my video game interests. Um, so yeah, uh, let, let's let's talk about the show. Episode one, we we focus on a girl called Momoko. I mean, we won't go into everything on this, um, but Momoko is the main character. She's a young schoolgirl who wants to be, is a wannabe idol. She's working as an idol, but a lot of her work gets cancelled. In the first episode, um, she runs into this green alien man in a trench coat who brings out this orb with a big W on it. And shoves it in her tits. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. It absorbs into her chest and he disappears. And then all of a sudden, these mimes, I call them, they're, they're basically, they look like the putties from... Uh, Power Rangers. Power Rangers, that's it. But black and red instead of Yes, yeah, so they've got black <laughs> bodies with bright red faces. Mm. Um, and they attack the school gym. Uh, Momoko goes there. She suddenly transforms like, oh my God, what's happening? Wonder Mama again. Like, it's one of those things where they was like, I don't know what's happening, but they always say the right lines. Doesn't make any sense. Um, transforms into a superhero that we will call Wonder Momo from this point on because that's what she calls herself. And she beats up the mimes. Latherance repeat for five episodes. Yes. Um, the kids in the school call her Wonder Momo, and then a large crustacean man appears who's stronger than her. She falls on a hula hoop, and then she picks up the hula hoop and uses that for the rest of the episodes as sort of her main weapon. She throws it, and it cuts the enemy in half. And at the end of episode one, in space, there's a main villain going, I'll get my revenge on you. I'll get you next time. I'll get it next time. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, the second episode has a couple of cool things. There's a Namco and Pac-Man poster cameo. Maka, 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 maka. Oh, waka, waka, waka. Namco, namco, namco. Uh, so Momoko is at an idol concert, but is mostly ignored because there's another idol there called Akiho, who is much more popular, um, who is like this young blonde woman. I'm guessing, I don't know if she's foreign or not, but everyone likes the blonde. Uh, we also find out in this episode that Momoko is at Namco High. And I said, so is that opposite the Seiha Gaga Academy from Seiha yeah. Hard Girls? <laughs> like, why is it all these game companies happen to have colleges and universities that they run? Um, there's a photographer character who becomes kind of a main character, as main as you can get in four fucking minutes. Um, and he, he basically follows her around and wants to be her friend. Uh, the mimes attack again, of course they do. Mamako becomes Wonder Momo to try and fight them off. And then she fights, uh, as she fights the mimes, Akiho has turned into uh, a similar thing. She Amazona. ends up called Amazona. Yeah. We don't find that out in this episode, but in the next one, uh, and, but she, we find out she's mean as well. She's really like up her own ass and mean to Momoko. She says, whether it's as a top idol or hero, I fight alone. I fight alone. Yeah. I'm and so lonely. I'm a loner. Um, but there's not be friends with me. I'm a loner. I'm just like, so better than you. Uh, in episode three, Momoko's depressed, but the photographer asks her out on a date and then basically gives her a bit more of a, a push. An octopus attacks, uh, and for some reason during this octopus fight, there's an insert shot of Tetris randomly thrown in, uh, yeah. which doesn't really make any was, sense. I thought what 
they were trying to do. Since Tetris isn't owned by Namco either. No, I thought what they were trying to do was create a parallel. I thought it was a turn out that the photo, the photography guy had gone to the arcade and it would be that thing where it cuts back and forth yeah, yeah. to show the uh, juxtaposition. But, no, but it, it, was, it was one random shot. Just one it's, random it's, element. It's, 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 for like someone, a second. it's as if the guy editing the footage <laughs> accidentally copied footage from another project into this. Yeah, I forgot got, to take it out. Got a bit weird and bored. Um, the octopus grabs her and is going to kill her, but then the son of appearance by the original Wonder Momo. Wonder Momo? Yeah. OG. And she does what they call like a retro kill or something. Uh, destroys the octopus thing. And it turns out that the original Wonder Momo is Momoko's mum. Who could have seen it coming? Exactly. So the so we now got OG Wonder Momo from 1987. And that design in uh, Momoko's mother. We've got a new Mo- Wonder Momo in Momoko. And Akiho as Amazona, who is... Uh, oh, no, we find out about Amazona in episode four. Episode four, there's a code 1987, or 1987, that the aliens get, uh, warning that Wonder Momo is in danger, 1987 being the year of the original mm-hmm. Wonder Momo game. Um, OG Wonder Momo has a friend called Gliga, who is one the only named green alien. We have no idea why the green aliens are invested whatsoever in this planet. It's never established in the show. Maybe it's established in the original game. Yeah, um, that's all I can assume is that they're from the game. Yeah, but if they're not, then I am truly stumped. Uh, we also get the name in this episode of the villains, the, like the potty thing. They're called the Waru Demon Army. Yes, Waru Demons. Waluigi time. Uh, <laughs> I'm quite good at Waluigi. It's me, Wario. It's, uh, yeah, Wario. you got to get like beast. I've never heard him speak for his eye sounds. Wario. Wario. Well, it depends. It Wario. does vary. I'm a Wario. I'm a gonna win. Uh, and you've got Waluigi. Hey, Waluigi time. It's a little bit higher on the register. Yeah. So I think Waru means something because um, there's a reason that Wario is called Wario. And it's, it's not just because it's Mario with the M upside down. Mm. Actually, in Japan, it's a little bit more than that. Waru means opposite. Mm. So opposite demon, I think, is what so that means Waru angels. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I've got the meaning of Wara wrong or evil maybe, demon, maybe, but then demons are evil anyway, maybe so... Maybe it was meant to be an amazing twist where it turns out they're actually angels, but and we'll never Wanda, know now. And Wonder Momo is the villain, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wonder Momo. So Wonder Momo started training because she wants to become a proper hero. That's like one very short still sequence of montage. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we find out mo- someone says a monster has appeared in a diver, and it turns out it's actually two large mechanical creatures. Amazona and Akiho appear... Uh, sorry, Akiho and... Wonder Momo appear to like basically fight these things. They end up fighting each other because of their egos. Until Wonder, they almost die getting crushed by one of these things. They get butt bounced. That's it. Uh, and OG Wonder Momo comes in to save them with her. You know, basically save them and goes right. We need to work together. Um, and form they end up forming Team Momo. Yeah, the they come to save the day. Uh, I'm going to suggest this maybe as a worst line. Why don't you change your name to Wonder Mumu instead? Maybe. Mm. However, I actually think I've got a worse line in episode five. Oh, do tell. Um, I think you were asleep during this bit. <laughs> uh, so, episode five, the aliens are pervs too. We find out that the green alien has a photo. Like, basically, the photographer's got like a bikini shot of Akiho, and the green alien's just like, can I keep this? Yeah, you might as well uh, keep this, bro. Uh, Man. Oh, God. Uh, so, Amazon... Oh, the phalanges. They're so hard. What, in the phalanges? Well, you don't know. You don't know what their bits so, are called. I think there's an issue with the left phalange. 
That's a friend's reference. <laughs> yeah. The plane has no phalanges. Oh my God, the plane has no phalanges. Um, so Amazona attacks uh, one of the invading diamond ships. Uh, so they beam down like this large man with a helmet for a head. Um, and Wonder Momo has to fight them. OG Wonder Momo joins in fighting off the other main ships while Wonder Momo deals with the big monster man. Uh, and she tackles him, slicing through him with a big hoop beam thing. Uh, now this is the line. OG Wonder Momo says, Timing is crucial when picking your battles, just like love. Out of nowhere? Yep. Fuck me, add it to the list. Timing is crucial when you pick your battle when picking your battles, just like love. Um, they win the fight on Earth. Uh, Mamako gets her cover photos agreed by the photographer, and then they go through the trio go through a warp zone thing looking portal, and they go end up on the ship. The yeah, enemy ship. To go fight the big boss. To go fight the big boss. So you see a whole army of Waro demons there. Um, and the big boss is just like, get Wonder Mama. Uh, and that's about and it. And then it's over. Yeah, as they dive forward, it freeze frames, end of series. Uh, there isn't really much in that series. It's very short uh, because this is the shorts. But damn, uh, it feels unnecessary. It feels 100% unnecessary. I was enjoying it until I found out there's no ending. Yes. And I was sure cheated. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because, like, I mean, it's not cheated you out of much of your time, but at the same time, it's like, so what's the point? I can well, only assume there was a game they were going to make promote, if it was yeah. successful and it wasn't successful I, enough to get the game. I think we should all take our revenge by boycotting Bando Namkai. Namkai Bando. Namco Bandai. Namco Bandai. Um, I mean, to be fair, what's the last good game they made? Yeah. They don't make Pac-Man games anymore. They don't make Digimon Rumble Arena games anymore. Uh, I mean, I don't understand the merger of Namco Bandai, because Namco were a good team until they formed with Bandai. I don't know why they made that choice. Bandai. Well, Namco used to make Soul Calibur, and they still do. Namco. Namco, Obviously under Namco Bandai. Namco made a little game that you and I played a little while ago called Talmit's Adventure. did indeed. They did. Um... Yeah, Nam- adventure. Namco made quite a lot of good games. Uh, Bandai, not really. And then when they merged together, it seemed rather than boosting the quality of the Bandai games, it they reduced Namco down. Yeah, that seems to be the way. The Namco arcade in London's gone as well now. So we've got a worse line already. You know, <laughs> shit. Jamie, would you recommend no. anyone to watch this? No, I tell you what, I would. Not even for whacking. No, I was gonna. I was gonna. I was watching it, and I was like, I'd recommend this to Wonder Momo fans if there are any. Yeah. Uh, or because, anime fans, even. Yeah, but definitely Wonder Momo fans if there are any. Uh, but the fact that the story is incomplete, why would I bother? Why would you waste your time? Yeah. When you could be listening to Haunted, the audio drama on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. <laughs> Cheesy fucker, but I. That I, story will be completed. I promise. Well, unless I die within the next six years, which let's be honest is perfectly possible given the way i treat my liver um <laughs> if if the, i don't pass away in the next six years though th- there is an ending to haunted you will get an ending there will not be i'm not going to end it on a james, let's go take out the main villain james and abigail leap into action to defeat the main villain freeze frame and end <sighs> that would, yeah that would be the worst cool so um i don't think i'd 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 recommend it either um i would have done again like yourself i probably would have recommended it to anime fans and any wonder momo fans there might be it seems a niche series to try it with um but 
if there were any one of my fans, certainly anime fans, definitely. Um, it's you know, and it's got eye candy for the boys. Let's be clear. Um, uh, milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, mm-hmm. and they're like, "It's better than yours, damn right! It's better than yours." I could teach you, but I'd have to charge how much? Um, like two fifty per lesson. Froth me. Froth me. I'll froth you so hard. Oh, I'll froth all over your face. <laughs> I put uh, whole nuts in my milkshake, bitch. Oh. Uh, see, I went. Oh, you you I went, went further than I was going to go. Whole nuts. Matt, no, yeah, all right. It's <laughs> salty whole Oh, man. You are a salty almond. Let's throw, a, let's throw a South Park reference in there for you because you like South Park. Uh, I don't know South Park, but I do remember everyone in my school singing something about chocolate salt covered balls. Oh, yeah. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. There you go. That's what I'm putting in my milkshake chocolate Put salted balls. Suck them. Put them in my milkshake. Uh, yeah, so we neither of us would recommend it. We have a worse line that's come from there, even though it's all in Japanese language with subtitles. Timing is crucial when picking your battles, just like love. Just like love. Oh, it's wonderful. What a lovely romantic. No. Wonder Momo, you can come suck on my balls. Well, that's uh, going to get me cancelled, ladies and gentlemen. But again, dragon soup is a, is a terrible thing to waste. I uh, made a lot of noise there. Now, listen, listen. I don't want it to be said, and I keep changing my opinions on things. But, but I did say uh, no go to Wonder Momo on the show, uh, and and Jamie said no. But I'm changing my vote. <laughs> I'm going to change it to a half recommend because I do want to full recommend it, but uh, it has no ending, so I can't. So. Uh, I'm going to change my vote to a half recommend, and I'll tell you for why. Um, and this is going to this is this is very hard for me to admit because I never thought I'd be one of these people. Uh, I never thought it would affect me. Um, but the music, and I hate saying this, the music, the theme tunes inside Wonder Momo kind of helped revive a love of anime for me. anime for two decades um, and the reason I've hated it for two decades is because I realised that it's usually written like garbage uh, but even the best ones, things like Akira I don't think it's written very well um, but it's phenomenally animated however however, obviously I've always had a special place in my heart for things like Studio Ghibli I've always had place, a special place in my heart for a certain amount of it However, and Wonder Momo is not great, it's not mind-blowing, but it is cheesy fun, and as I've gotten older, I haven't, I've sort of started to lean into enjoying cheesy fun, um, so yeah, Wonder Momo wins for me on that, it's got a win, something that we didn't know during the episode, that in my drunken stupor I have checked into uh, was whether or not this Wonder Momo, this version of Wonder Momo, the daughter of Wonder Momo uh, so Wonder Momo, the original one was called Momo Kanda, that was their real name and then they became Wonder Momo the one seen in this series, now Wonder Momo is seen in this series, like Momo Kanda is there and uh, she becomes the original Wonder Momo but 
the main Wonder Momo of this series is actually her daughter, Momoko Kanda. So you've got Momo Kanda and Momoko Kanda. Uh, very candid. Now, she appears in a playable... She, so she's playable in a video game. So this is what I wanted to know, was whether or not this version of the character ever got their time in the sun in a video game. Um, and also Amazonia does as well. Uh, Amazona, sorry. The purple Wonder Momo who isn't part of the Wonder Momo family who is in this series, basically the rival who becomes besties. They both appeared in a game together. They appeared on the Switch uh, in a video game called Project X Zone 3 Sacred Destinies. It's the third installment of the Project X Zone franchise. Now, they're not unique in this. It's not their game, quote-unquote. This game is seems to be a big Japanese mashup from different series. So, looking through some of the lists, you've got Monolith Soft, who have Namco X Capcom, Project X Zone, uh, Super Robot Wars OG, and the Xeno series. Then you've also got Bandai Namco, which is where Mo Wonder Momo Typhoon Booster comes in. Uh, I've never heard of Wonder Momo Typhoon Booster. There's no link, so I assume it may be a spin-off, or that might just be the name of the duet. But it does have characters from the Tekken series, Soul Calibur 5, Soul Calibur 4, Adventure of Valkyrie series, which I've never actually heard of, the Dig Dog series, which is Legend, God Eater series, Dot Hack series, Dot Hack GU, Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Bezeria, and Tales of Destiny, as well as Code Vein, Scarlet Nexus, Bravo Man, which I've never heard of before, but it sounds hilarious just by the title. I hope it's as stupid as it sounds. The Tower of Druaga series, Yumera, or Yumeria, sorry, uh, Summon Knight, and the Idol Master series. Um, then Capcom is also in on this with the Street Fighter series characters in there, Darkstalkers, Mega Man X, Resident Evil Revelations characters and Resident Evil 6 characters are apparently in this uh, Project X Zone 3, uh, Devil May Cry series, Ace Attorney which is Phoenix right for those of us in the west, Captain Commando, Strider, I think that's meant to be Strider but it says Sturder, uh, I think that may be a terper, uh, <laughs> Sturder series, have you played Sturder? <laughs> going a bit northern uh, Star Gladiator Dead Rising, Ghost and Goblins Quiz Nenario Dreams I've never heard of that before from Capcom, I'm guessing because it says Quiz Nenero, it's probably Japanese only, Red Earth Dino Crisis characters are in there Onimusha, Dawn of Dreams characters are in there, Sengoku Basara Rival Schools United by Fate and Beautiful Joe, classic game series Beautiful Joe, which has kind of basically just disappeared entirely. Uh, but it's not just them. Sega is also in on it. You have Sega Shiro, who is the son of Sega's son Shiro. Uh, Space Channel 5 characters, Virtual Fighter, Bayonetta, Persona, Yakuza, Skies of Arcadia, Fantasy Star characters, Sakura, uh, Sakura Wars characters, Valkyria Chronicles 4 characters, Shinobi characters, Nightshade, Streets of Rage characters, House of the Dead, Dynamite Cop, Resonance of Fate, which was only published by Sega to be fair, Virtual Cop series Shining Force EXA Arabian Fight I've never heard of which is strange because I know a lot of Sega shit so I'm going to be uh, looking that up uh, Valkyria Chronicles 3 characters Fighting Vipers and characters from Shenmue which I love I've got to get this game but I don't have a Switch please help please help my boy get the Switch so he may play uh, help my boy 
because I must play this now. I must, with all those Sega characters. I must. It is my heart, my ever-beating heart. Nintendo is in there as well, but they didn't really want to throw much in the mix. Uh, characters from Fire Emblem Awakening and Kid Icarus Uprising, uh, they have not given anyone else bit weird but there you go uh square enix have given characters from final fantasy 7 the world the world ends with you which i've never heard of and near automata snk have given characters from the king of fighter series guru mark of the wolves metal slug and samurai showdown konami have given metal gear characters and castlevania characters to it uh those of you like bouncing teddies you got dead or alive characters in this game arc system works have given uh guilty gear Xrd Rev Two, X. How do you Xrd? It's got X like big X and RD for like you would be third. But third. Uh, it must be a non-binary game. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia game characters are in this. Now we will eventually character uh, cover Hyperdimension Neptunia. I've got the Blu-ray, so we will eventually cover that on this series. And Senran Kagura Estival Versus from Marvelous Inc. Marvelous. Um, that's a lot of characters from different series. Christ, you've got... Jeez. So you've got Haihachi Mishima and Jin Kazama as a duo pair in here from Soul, uh, from Tekken. Taki and Natsu from Soul Calibur. I'm just going to try and name a couple of the characters that I recognise. Wonder Momo and Amazona in, in here. You've got Gigamesh, Gilgamesh sorry, and Arthur from uh, Dragua and... Uh, sorry, Tower of Draga and Ghosts and Goblins. They're a duo. Uh, Ryo and Ken Masters from Street Fighter are a duo. Chun-Li and Kami White are a duo. There's a lot of weird duos in this. Let's, for, for Jamie's sake, you can play as these Resident Evil characters together. Chris Redfield and Leon Scott Kennedy as a pair. Uh, and then Jill Valentine and Claire Redfield as a duo. That one's going to interest Jamie a lot more because bouncing boobies all over the place, that's his kind of game. Uh, you've got Bayonetta and Dante, Devil May Cry and Bayonetta are a duo together. Uh, that's an interesting pair off. It makes sense to them to be a pair off, but Jesus Christ. Uh, you've got Akira and Jackie Bryant from Virtua Fighter together. Persona 5 characters are there. There's so many characters. It's insane. Kazuma, Kiryu, and Goro Majima are together in this. Uh, Axel Stone and Blaze Fielding from Streets of Rage. This is just an insane list of characters to be in a single game. Cloud Strife and Tifa Lockhart as a duo uh, fighting together side by side. Like, this is a weird... What is this game? Like, I've never heard of this game before insanity so yeah this character has had a little bit of their time in the sun before um if anyone can help me with tracking down maybe a way to play project x zone 3 sacred destinies i would love to be able to play it i do not have a switch which is a bit of a problem but if anyone knows a way to emulate it or if anyone knows of a way probably more legally uh for me to get a copy on pc if there is a pc variant of it this only says that it's for the switch it would suck if it's only on the switch especially since nintendo only gave two characters to it for christ's sake but Ho-hum, interesting bit, a tidbit, little bit of trivia for you. I really like Wonder Mama, I love the music, the music got me back into uh, anime watching, and then Sega solidified it with Fantasy Star Online Episode 2, and I also want to get Jamie to watch Shining Hearts, 
because I really loved Shining Hearts. It's so stupid and weird and small and very much Little House on the Prairie, but video game, uh, until all of a sudden it's not, which is a bit mad. Uh, but yeah, I really want to... It's kind of... I've, Wonder Momo helped revive this for me. So, I can slam. I can slam. Uh, but we did at least get our two new worst lines. So, and I swear down, there is another one to come from Super Mario Mamotaro. Enjoy. Super Mario no Mamotaro. Super Mario Mamotaro, which is a straight to VHS little ditty that you've just shown. I me. wish it was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Do, do you? It's weird. We're looking back at that. We didn't recommend it. Neither of us did, and yet we're looking back at it as a fond memory compared to this. It's this was such what, a time. What was this? So in 1986, I believe it was in Japan only, and it only ever came out on Japanese VHS. A company called Amada, A-M-A-D-A, basically made three short Super Mario films. And when I say short, I mean about ten minutes at most for each one. Each one on a separate VHS. Scam. Exactly. You buy a VHS tape and you get ten-minute episode and a four-minute trailer for the next one. And that's your your bag? You're like, really? Um, But each one was based on... Well, it's meant to be each one is based on a Japanese folktale... Uh, to be fair, this one, Mamataro, and the second one, Isenbun, uh, are both based on Japanese folktales. The third one has a, some long-ass Japanese name, but it's actually Snow White. Oh, right. So it's not a Japanese folktale, it's a Japanese adaptation of a, of, of a European one. By the way, folks, this is VGMP+, Plus. in case you didn't know. Yes. If you're here, that means you're supporting this podcast via the wonders of Patreon, and we'd like to thank you for that. Yes. I'm sorry that your reward for supporting us is to, to, is to learn about Super Mario Mamataro but in all its garbage glory. <laughs> this, is, this, this is a precursor. This, came, this is from Japan. And this is before the Super Mario Brothers movie in 93. So bear in mind the whole skew with VGMP was I was proving that Super Mario Brothers is not the worst thing. I'm going to prove with this that Super Mario Brothers the movie is not the worst thing that happened to Mario pre-93, let alone since. We don't even need the next film to come out to prove it. This this is not great. Um, So there's a a trailer for Issun Bushi. Uh, where Mario starts off in a flying egg cup. He's caught in a storm at sea. For some reason, he's not flying anymore. So, the you know, it, the flying egg cup is now a, a C cup. <laughs> and uh, not as big as a D cup. Uh, <laughs> Double D. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it says it's crashed and he's rescued by Peach. And in this shot, it's like the final shot of the thing, really. But in this shot, Mario is sitting like he's, he's like he's... He's, he's like, tiny. He's yeah, tiny. he's sitting on her shoulder. Yeah, and like the whole size of him is smaller than her head. Maybe some. Maybe we can get some Lady Dimitrescu fans in on this. Absolutely, there seems to be a lot of Dimitrescu going on. Mm. Uh, but this was prior to that. This this was this was leading the way, uh, leading the charge. So the actual episode of Mama Taro. Uh, shall we go into it just straight on? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Let's yeah. just go into it's only it. Only ten minutes. Let's, yeah. Uh, how much can there be to say? Sure. It reuses animation and it's garbage. Yes. So, on a floating island, two old Hammer Brothers, one of which is female, because they're grandma and grandpa, that's never explained. So, they can't be, they can't even be siblings, because that'd be insects. Yeah, so they're not even bros. 
there's no hammers, and we'll get to that. They've got a family heirloom, and it ain't a hammer. It's something else. Yeah, it's never explained why there's a female and a male one. They just and there's no reason why they chose Hammer Brothers as well, because as you said, the Hammer Brothers are uh, traditionally in Mario bad guys. Bad guys. They help they Bowser out. They're villains. Whereas, like, in, but there's no toads in this, so I don't understand why they didn't choose a male and a female toad. Yeah. As grandma and grandpa. Yeah, there's no Mushroom Kingdom whatsoever in this. No, it, this is a selection of floating islands in it's space. Been, it's closer to Super Mario Galaxy rather than anything else. Yeah, and again, like, the, what, 20 years before Super Mario Super Galaxy? Super Mario Galaxy is one of the few Mario games I have played all the way through. You liked it? In fact, the only two Super Mario games I've ever played... I've played Mario Kart, but the only two games that I've ever played and completed... Mm is the first Super Mario Galaxy. Yep. And new Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo DS. Right. That was all right. Yeah, cool. Uh, Galaxy's hard to play. It gives me motion sickness. Yeah, I don't... uh, To be fair, I never... uh, So I didn't bother with the Wii. My brother had one when I lived there, um, and so I got to see it in action, and it's... Eh, it looks okay, but the Wii... I thought the Wii was terrible as hardware, and most of the software didn't do it for me, but then... Oh, it was on a gimmick, weren't it? Yeah, That's what enabled the Wii to sell so well, but it didn't actually match up to it. It's why the Wii sold so well, but when they tried to sequelize it with the Wii U, there was never going to be a sale, because basically every... All the old grannies were like, well, I've got a Wii, so I yeah. don't need to buy a new Because you suck, Nintendo! <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go that far. But anyway. They do, let's be honest. These these two old, differing gender hammer bros, grandma and grandpa, live together on... Uh, peace and harmony. peace and harmony with their granddaughter, Princess Peach. What's she a princess of, Rory? I don't know. There's, no, there's no Mushroom Kingdom, what's she a princess of? She, she's just Princess Peach. Uh, so maybe, maybe we're missing... Maybe they've mistranslated... Maybe she's princess of Peach, which well, and all the peaches in the world belong to her. Well, we we get a peach come along later, don't we? That's mm. important. That's vital to the story. Uh, so yeah, one day Cooper comes along with the Cooperlings, all but Lemmy. Basically, all of the all of the Cooperlings appear except Lemmy. I don't know why. Why would the guy from Motorhead be in this? Uh, well, because he's a bomber. He's a bomber. Is he? He's a bomber, baby. If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You're just, you only know he's saying it's for Spades, don't you? No, no, no. That's even my favourite Motorhead song. Oh, okay. what? I, my favourite Motorhead song is Hellraiser. Oh, okay. Hellraiser <laughs> in the thunder and heat. They also do the entrance theme for Triple H, the wrestler. It's all about the game and how you oh, play it. Yeah. I, even though I don't really know wrestling, one thing I do know about Lemmy is he's he's in a film he's set dead, in the but... Judge Jed, Judge Dredd universe. Oh, hardware! Yes, uh, which Bingo. I've got. Guess Money, what, please. Guess what I've got it on. I've got it Blu-ray. on Blu-ray. Uh, that was a hard I, one to find. I'm waiting for you to turn around at one point. But guess what I've got it on HD DVD, and I'm like, ha! Actually, they I'm don't the, even exist anymore. I have the first season of Star Trek on uh, HD DVD. <laughs> Because I had an HD DVD player first. Damn um, it, Rory, you picked the wrong horse in that fight. To be fair, I had an Xbox 360 and not a PS3, and I got the add-on for HD DVD. Back in, uh, back in the day, did you pick Betamax over VHS? Mate, I was like less than one year old when those two came out. It's... <laughs> 
oh, I wasn't picking anything. You're not that much older than me, though. I was born late eighties. So like the Betamax yeah. was dead by the time I was born. I think was it? Yeah, I think it was like oh, early late seventies, early eighties. Oh fuck! Yeah, no, it's way older. It was late eighties, early nineties. No, Laserdisc is the one that came out in the late seventies and lasted all the way through the nineties. And that's what these big ass motherfuckers on the wall. Oh are. yeah, I've got yeah. the Japanese Super Mario Brothers the movie. Yeah, yeah, Laserdisc. Well, it's got a better cover, so um, I needed that one. I, I'm envisioning a Shaun of the Dead type scenario. Really? When they're throwing... Oh, no, don't throw my laser disc. Actually, I only need the covers. <laughs> well, That's all I care about, because I don't have a laser disc player. When, when they're like, uh, they're, they're listing them, and they're like, no, keep it, keep it. There's like, dire straights, throw it. Throw it, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a bit of a rube. I've got laser discs, but I only got them for the covers. Uh, so, I, I know people, I'm not even joking, sidebar, because who could possibly care about Mamataro? Um... I used to think I was a big Resident Evil fan until I started listening to the Resident Evil podcast, which is a fantastic podcast if you're a Resident Evil fan. Highly recommend it. But there are guys on there who literally own hard copies of Resident Evil games that they do not have the consoles for, have never had the consoles for, but their fandom is so much that they must own the physical copy of the I'm guessing you're talking about, game. like, rare ones, because most of the Resident Evil games came out on popular consoles, not anything else. Like, I, I'm the initial talking, ones were mostly PlayStation. So, like, they will own, like, Resident Evil Gaiden, right. but don't have a Game Boy Color. Right, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they've got... Am I the only one person you know who has a Saturn to play Resident Evil on the Saturn? No, no, one of them's got a Saturn. Okay. Uh, because they talk... Uh, they actually... A recurring joke in their podcast is that the Ticks, which were a reskinned hunter... Yeah, and they were only in the Saturn version. Yeah. Uh, they always make these recurring jokes about trying to get Capcom to make the Ticks canon. Yeah. But Capcom never will, because Capcom probably don't even remember that they put ticks in it. Yeah, no, yeah, no one cares about the ticks in the journey. They, they did a really good April Fool's a few years ago, and I will give this to them. They they went all out, like, filming this, where they did, like, this whole storyline where they were, like, they pretended one of them had got, like, a message from a, a guy who'd, like, been fired from Capcom, and he gave secret information to one of them that Resident Evil Gaiden is actually canon. And, um... Then, then there was like an assassin killing them off one by one to stop the knowledge <laughs> that Gaiden was canon getting out. Oh. It was actually quite funny. And they, they, it, it's interesting that these people who do a podcast remotely, because they all live across different parts of Britain, right? They all got together and met. And yeah, their Resident Evil fandom is more than mine. One of them has a replica of the shotgun from one of the games. I forget which, yeah. hanging above his door. Um, wow. and like the other one turned up in like Leon's jacket from Resident Evil 6 I was like yeah I take my hat off your fandom is better than mine fair enough I always thought I was a god of Resident Evil and now I realise I'm a peon yeah no it's always hard when you go like I know everything about this and I have yeah. as much as possible oh I do right I have, have we run out of the clock enough so that we don't have to talk about Mario <laughs> no not yet damn it that was my aim that was your attempt but so you I start failed. reciting Pi to 50,000 places <laughs> anyway the Koopalings Bar Lemmy uh, help Cooper kidnap Pete as a tribute to him because he wants to marry her oh yeah he's head over heels when he sees her isn't he yeah straight away uh, Peach like, despite the fact that Grandma and Grandma are like please don't take her we'll give you anything uh, he basically takes her away anyway but she rejects him and so she, he locks her in jail this is the last we see of her until a bit later, where apparently some time has passed, but no time has passed. Mm. Uh, so that's a plot hole straight there. Um, but one day, well, after like, you know, Grandma and Grandpa were very sad. They cry many days. Uh, and then one day, a shooting star lands near them, and uh, 
it, it basically but it, it's not a star it's not a star it's a giant peach which looks like a bum where's James James and the giant peach Whoa! Oh, that was a Wonka joke hmm a oh, Wonka joke yeah throw a doll in it yeah I got it I got it I always wondered why he didn't make a sequel to the twits called the twats anyway <laughs> Uh, so the giant peach is revealed. The peach splits in two, and inside the peach is what do you think would Baby be inside Mario. a giant peach? Yeah, uh, Baby well, Mario already has a fully grown Tom Selleck mustache. I mean, I actually wrote this down because I was like the gall of it. They even state in the subtitles, and a bouncing moustached baby jumped out of it. And actually, I have to say, I've just realised. I don't know how I didn't realise this when we did Super Mario the movie. Mm. I love Bob Hoskins. But shouldn't Tom Selleck have been Mario? Tom <laughs> With Selleck, that full-bodied moustache. He's tall. He should have been Luigi then. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to find a Luigi to out-tall Tom yeah. Selleck, oh, really. It has, it has just occurred to me that, yeah, Luigi doesn't have a moustache in the film. No. They're meant it, to have matching moustaches. Yeah, Tom but, Selleck should have been Luigi. But it's the origin story of the, the brothers, so... Well, so that means he can't grow a moustache? Apparently. Uh, Tom Selleck <laughs> and Bob Hoskins would have been better than Leguizamo. Yes. Yes, they would have been. Um... So, they decide to raise him, and they name him Mario. He grew up super fast. Mario. 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 Mario, Mario. It's-a me, Mario. It's-a me, Mario. I win. It's-a me, Mario. Yeah, Mario, not Mario. Mario. No, he says Mario. 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 I, lo- I love it if this is ten minutes of ten this. Ten minutes of this. And any <laughs> Patreon subscribers we've got just quit. <laughs> Mario. We'll lose all of them, Jamie. All of them. Uh, so, yeah, they decide to raise him. He grows up super fast, though no time frame is given. Barely gets any taller, though. No. Uh, and, and the moustache gets no bigger. The old Hammer Bros accidentally mentioned Peach in front of Mario, and so they have to tell him the story. This is where we decide to reshow the the clip of them losing mm-hmm. her to Bowser needlessly Murray filling de- time exactly Murray decides he has to save her filling time for- this is literally 10 minutes if that and they decide they have to fill in time uh, Bowser is still begging Peach to be his bride as if no time has passed Grandma Hammerbro gives Mario a rifle I mean like a gun yeah. and says and I quote this gun is our family treasure handed down for generations why are the Hammer Brothers got a gun? Why are there guns, guns in Mario? Why isn't it a hammer? That would make sense. That would be a witty reference to the games. Like, this is one of, like, you know, our family hammer. Fine. It's on as bad a level as when they added guns into Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, mate. All hail Shadow. Great song. Bad game. It is a bad game. I actually think that. Yeah, no, I, it's weird. It's a it's a game I don't mind playing. I get right. some enjoyment playing it, sure. but it's not a good game. No. It's like I hate to play it. Yes, there shouldn't be guns in it. The multiple level stuff. It sounds stupid. We go. Here's we've got a children's series. They shouldn't really have guns in it. Yeah. But the picking your level <laughs> stuff only works. The only good narrative is if you do all good or all bad. Yeah. The rest is such a mix that the story just pieces Doesn't make out. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the lack of select. I, the biggest lie in that is you get all those different squares at the end, the circles at the end that are, you think is like twenty different final bosses you can get. Yeah. Uh, no, there's like three final bosses and you can get them multiple times that's dull as shit yeah. like the egg roller for example you do have to like that five times, times don't you? yeah and you're like what the fuck <laughs> stop giving me the same shit so mario decides he's gonna have to save princess peach his sister uh 
<laughs> so Mario starts off on his journey, walking down the road, singing to himself. When he gets hit on the head by a red would shell, walk five hundred miles, and, and I would walk five hundred more. Uh, a red shell hits him in the head that they name Patamet, um, and but Patamet apparently is now too hungry to fly. They name her as a she as well. Uh, Mario shares his lunch with Patamet, and so Patamet decides to help him defeating Cooper. Then uh, he finds a boomerang bro on his back, unable to get up and turn around. So Mario helps him up, so he joins the force. And then Spike, named in this as Gabon, I'm guessing that's the Japanese name for Spike, then catches up, runs after them, and decides to join as well, stating that his planet was ruined by Cooper. So he's got a ball in this fight. There's Cooper is Thanos in this thing. Apparently so. So now uh, Mario has three followers on this journey. The Mario team flies on an air galleon to Cooper's island or his castle or whatever. Now, the thing is, it's never explained how they, where they get this air galleon with the peach symbol that Mario's got as his head on his headband on the sail. So it's a custom sail. I don't know where he got it from. Um, it's a butt. It's a butt. Mario team fights the Cooperlings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Mario team fights the Cooperlings. So that's uh, Spike or Gabon, Boomerang Bros and Patamet. They all start beating up the Cooperlings while Mario fights Cooper which is about three seconds long and then done. And then after a long, tiring battle, according to the thing, uh, they win, and Cooper swears to never do bad things ever again. (laughs) Thus, Mario, with his three followers and Princess Peach, filled the ship with treasures to give back to their owners and went back to Grandma and Grandpa. I mean... For starters, half the half the translated subtitling in this is garbage. Yes, and it was also hard to read. It's very it was hard. VHS to read. subtitling. Yeah, it and it was what in a lot of shots it was white subtitling over white colours in the yeah. And being a VHS, like even if it was white over like a light yellow, being a VHS, it didn't. Blended. Yeah, it didn't yeah. help. Um, yeah, this is. I don't know why you wasted your money getting this. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But like, here's the thing: if I wanted to buy it, it would have been a minimum of two hundred pounds. Yeah, that's ridiculous. This for is a ten minute VHS. This is everything that's wrong with fandom. Yeah, like some things are rare because they're garbage. Yeah. and shouldn't exist. There's a reason Nintendo didn't re-release this. Yeah, in the West or even in Japan, they didn't even do a VCD, which was common in Japan. You know what I mean by VCD? Video CDs. Yeah, I was going to guess video CD. Yeah, precursor to DVD. They were very popular in Asia because VHS tended to rot in the um, humidity. Humidity, oh, okay. So VCD came out. They thought it'd be popular in the West. It wasn't because we're like, well, we've got VHS, who cares? But in Asia, it's like, well, my VHS tapes are all rotting away just Mm. by sitting on the shelf. So VCD never rots, at least not in the same way, not because of humidity. So, yeah, there's that. Um, worst lines. I mean, it's hard because it's all in Japanese language, but I think I'm going to have to go with... Mustachioed this... baby. <laughs> Mustachioed baby is a contender, but for me, this gun is our family treasure handed down, down for generations. The absurdity of The absurdity that, yeah. of it in a Mario film by a Hammer Brothers by a hammer bro how would you what the hammer brother by a hammer brother with his hammer sister who is actually his hammer sister wife yes 
because it's all Mormon thing now. It's, it's a bit weird. Um, so yeah, uh, how would we improve it? Quite honestly, uh, I mean, it's a bit harsh to say how to improve it because the script is obviously we based on make it in the first place. This is what I was going to say because it's based on a fairy tale and it's obviously a Japanese specific fairy tale. Rewriting it might seem to be like cultural appropriation <laughs> to go. Well, actually, the Japanese should have set their fairy tales like this. Um, and Mario's a garbage character. We don't need any more Mario content in the world. Well, they're doing the new film, which is yeah. No, I'd rather make a Sonic short than yeah. a Mario one. Um, we could do a British fairy tale to improve it. We could maybe do a Robin Hood. Mario and Robin Hood. Oh, mate, I've seen enough things as Robin Hood from the Deke TV series they do of everything. Deke. Uh, Deke. Deke. Um, you're a Deke. You're a Deke. You're uh, a Deke head. Your mum's a Deke. So, do, you reckon, do you reckon hardcore Deke fans are called Deke heads? Yes. That'd be, that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you not a Deke head? Fuck no. <laughs> Anyway, recommendations. Would you recommend this, Jamie? No! You fell asleep during it. It was yes. ten minutes and you couldn't stay awake. Yeah. It's that I boring. Mean, you would have to be the hardest of hardcore Mario fans to even get oh, mate, any enjoyment. I, I tell this. you what, if you're a hardcore Mario fan and you want everything like the legit version and you pony up 200 odd plus pounds or dollars for this VHS tape it's a toy. I thought, I thought your cat had caught a mouse then. No, no, it's a toy. She loves that toy. Um... Yeah, and you ponied up two hundred pounds or dollars to to uh, buy this VHS tape. You've been ripped off. It ain't worth it. Steal it off of YouTube or something. I know, I, don't, I know we shouldn't really. That's be recommending a dog this, scratch. Yeah, no, cats do that as well. I was about to say it was another one, an example of because uh, yeah. she said she behaves like a dog sometimes. Yeah, no, no, cats do do that as well. Okay, it's uh, they've got very similarly designed hind legs, haven't they? Yeah. Cats and dogs. As you can see, talking about the cat is more interesting than talking about oh, Mamataro. way more interesting than Mamataro. The- oh, yeah, it'd be better if it was a dog, obviously. No, but we won't get back to that. We've got Uncharted. We'll always have Uncharted for a cats and dogs argument. Um, yeah, so we wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. I was able to stay awake and I wouldn't recommend it. Jamie couldn't recommend it, even if he wanted to. Uh, <laughs> and he just really doesn't want to. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crap just crap here's the main question with this one i mean we started off with a sonic series the sonic mania adventures which is way better than this in every way do you remember Sonic Mania adventures ones yeah um but super mario brothers 1993 the worst video game movie ever made as as stated quite frequently about it this is worse this is worse yeah I couldn't imagine trying to drag this out to an hour and a half. It's too long at ten minutes. It's terrible. There's, there's just no justification for it existing. Yeah. And here's the thing. A lot of people who like instantly go to the Super Mario Brothers is trash, um, they will also defend Japanese films, and they go, the Japanese would have done it right. It's quite common. They go, I wish the Japanese had done it. It would have been done properly. I'm like, no, mate. Here's uh, the proof in the pudding. I would like to direct those people, yes, to this, but also to the Resident Evil animated movies that Japan did. What, Degeneration? Damnation, Damnation. Vendetta. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're better than the Paul Anderson stuff, but they are. they're still not good. No. No. So coming up over the next uh, couple of months, we actually have Tekken Blood Vengeance. And Tekken. That's, yeah, and that's a Japanese CGI animated movie, and, mate, we're going to have a laugh on that one. Yes, it's 
So I tried to sober up, got me some whiskey. Tennessee apple whiskey from Jack Daniels. Oh yeah. Uh, didn't help me sober up, strangely enough. Uh, started off with dragon soup, went on to some Jack Daniels apple, and it has got me a little bit sauced. So that is a good, good shout for anyone out there looking to get sauced. Children, don't get drunk. Bad for you. Naughty. If you say silly things like, I wish I were a spider who could fart out web to capture lady. No, actually not spider, because lady eats, lady spider eats man spider. Not what man want. Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it, children? How did you enjoy your day out in the sun? Yes, Super Mario Mamotaro was a complete bust. Uh, I still hold to the fact that it's a complete bust. It is crap beyond all measure. Let's just do a quick roundup. S uh, Sonic Mania Adventures. I have changed my mind to fully recommend, uh, and Jamie only half recommends to hardcore Sonic fans. Hello Landfall, we both fully recommended. Wonder My Mom changed my opinion on that as well to say that I love it, but it just got no but because it's got no ending, it can only be a half recommend, and Jamie does not recommend it. And Super Mario Mamotaro is a complete bust. Both of us think it is awful and it has been consigned to the dustbin of history. Now, there are three worst lines that we can go through as well. Wanda Momo has timing is crucial when picking your battles, just like love. And Akiho from the Wanda Momo series also has, why don't you change your name to Wanda Moomoo instead? Now, that's her being bitchy. Um, and it's not as bad a line, but time is crucial when you're picking your battles just like love is an awful line. Uh, and then for Super Mario Mamataro, the Hammer Bros granddad uh, gets, well, as he's pulling a gun out of a treasure chest to give to Mario so he can save his sister, Princess Peach. Um, he says, this gun is our family treasure, handed down for generations. Uh, why are you Hammer Brothers if you have a family heirloom machine gun? A machine gun is not what I would imagine. Like, give him a hammer. Give him a classic hammer. That makes sense. But no, this is before the uh, the time of memetic uh, in-jokes or memetic references in uh, mainline TV. And to be fair, to be fair to Japan, Deke Entertainment in America did this a lot as well. Uh, with Super Mario Brothers Super Show, for example, you had your uh, Mario in the jungle, and you had the witch doctor there. Uh, you had your Mario in Vam in Transylvania, and you had the vampire Cooper. Uh, you had Mario in Robocop Land with Cooper as a modern villain Robocop. You know, th this was not an unusual trait. Um, Captain N had the Robin Hood episode, and then they had one. <laughs> the planet of hoop was it now the day of hoop da day or something uh in the base and basically the basketball planet where everyone plays basketball apart from the short fryer uh who then creates a robot which turns evil this this is not an uncommon thread so japan is not unique in making this mistake 
it was basically the flavor of the week. Thank you very much for joining us on this special episode where we're not really here. Please join us on our Discord. Go to our website www.vgmovie.co.uk to get the link to join our Discord. Or try and find a better way to actually promote that. Check out our parent channel at pickaxe.uk. Jamie has haunted the audio drama, which is available from all good podcasting apps including Spotify uh, I'm on that sometimes too and you can also catch us on what we're doing from my website cyberpunkstudios.co.uk Jamie's business in Parlor Films and basically we've got another podcast that will be coming up soon called Second Take Cinema also aka STC where we'll be reviewing movies that are not video game related so if you like our uh, our bullshattery here you might enjoy our bullshattery there too we'll catch you next time and thank you very much for tuning in